Before we start this podcast today, we'd just like to pay our respects and acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, to their elders past and present, on the lands of which we are recording our Bitchfest podcast today. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Bitchfest, bitches. So we're back for our 2021 New Year's recap podcast. We're going to talk all good things, some not good, but, you know, highlights of the year to kind of keep us reminded of, you know, everything that happened this year and not just limit it all down to COVID. There is more to life than COVID, people. Yeah, we've tried to balance it with some like, I'm not going to say highbrow, but just like general global politics stuff and then just some real lowbrow shit. So yeah, we got got the highs and the lows. Yeah, a lot of YouTube drama. This year was a good year for YouTube drama, I must say, apart from last year or whatever, whatever year all the Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star drama came out. Was that last year? I don't even remember. I'm going to need you to, like, when we get into the YouTube drama, I'm going to need you to explain half of it to me because I'm like... I will give you and all the listeners the 411. I am so... This is how I spend my spare time, just watching YouTube drama videos. It's pathetic. But the tea is going to be spilled. I found, like, even coming up with this list, like, so... The year, I feel like in my head, is just pre-lockdown and post-lockdown and everything yeah. that happened that, like was actually social or, like, big in the world pre-lockdown. I don't even, in my mind, that's, like, not even in the year. Yeah. I found it so hard rereading some of this stuff and being like, oh, my God, that actually happened this year. I completely forgot about it. Literally. It does feel like this year has been split into two halves and I've spoken to a few people about this and a lot of people feel the same way. Like, a lot of, I think a lot of people just blocked off, like, the first half of the year when we were all in, lockdown and it was a bit shit house and no one knew what they were doing with their lives and so it's almost like really hard to come up with interesting things that happened earlier on in the year when we were all just kind of locked inside so but with that being said we've done our research we've gone month by month to bring you little recaps as interesting and as not interesting or I mean, it differs, depends what you like, what you're interested in. So I think without further ado, do you want to kick us off with January, Liv? Yeah, so we've got a bit of a mixed bag for January. It starts off with the US election was still being um, contested by Donald Trump. This is a fraud on the American public. This is an embarrassment to our country. We were getting ready to win this election. Frankly, we did win this election. And then I completely forgot that this was even this year. I mean, it was the 6th of January, but the Capitol riots happened with people like stampeding and all wearing weird shit and lots of people died. Very strange. Then Biden takes office on the 20th of January. And then even as I was... Yeah, that was good. Even as I was writing this, I just thought, oh, my God, I haven't thought about Donald Trump that much yeah. this year. Whereas yeah. so much of, like, the discourse last year and, you know, obviously throughout the rest of his presidency 
every week there was something going on and now Mm -hmm. I haven't thought about him in so long which is a nice little perk of the year yeah it is nice I wonder what he's doing honestly probably playing golf where 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 is Donald Trump hashtag where are you Donald Trump well I think he's still rallying like didn't again hadn't thought about it until I watched season two of Tiger King which came out recently and in one of the early episodes, they go to a Trump rally, which was this year. Um, Interesting. He's still going around campaigning, so he's not gone. But anyway, and then shortly after that, uh, a little story breaks about our good friend, Army Hammer. Estelle, do you remember when this came out? I do remember this because I was in Canberra with you, Liv, and... Oh. It was iconic, to say the least. And I just love that we're we're putting these two stories next to each other, the capital riots in the US and then the news about Army Hammer, both just so both different. Important. important. But both important. But we're going to talk about it whether you like it or not, so just stop listening now if this is going to upset you. But um, this was a big thing for us, big conversation, big jokes. I have not been able to watch Call Me By Your Name the same, which sucks because I loved that movie. Has he been he in anything since? No, he's barred from the industry, mate. Cancelled. He's properly cancelled. He is properly cancelled and who cares? He's on his wall. Who cares? Obviously we care, but he doesn't care because he's on his fucking island. Vibing. Just banging and eating chicks. <laughs> So remember when I remember when it came out and we were like reading the messages to each other, the interviews and like voice memos. I think you like released voice memos being like, stop kink shaming me. I think we can kink shame. I think it's okay to kink shame him. I think it is okay to kink shame at the end of the day it was revealed that he is a pretty shitty person. Okay, then the next one I've got, which is another thing that I completely forgot happened was It's a Sin came out on Stan, which I think, I'm going to say it, probably my favourite show of the year. I actually studied this for uni. So I was when you put this down, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Because oh, it was. It was fucking great. It was a really good show. If you haven't seen the show, it is set in the 80s in a share house in London and goes into sort of a group of friends and how the AIDS epidemic affected their friendship group and just really well shot great music really funny in parts really sad great shots of London yeah highly recommend good acting as well yeah had it has the um the main singer from the band years and years plays one of the he's like the lead if not the lead role and he absolutely kills it just yeah. such a good job. Yeah, it's great. It's a really good show and it's very educational. So that's a good one, Liv. Yeah. Like that. Let's um let's crack on. So February. Not much happened in February that we could find. However, what I was reminded of is that Chanel Contos's petition went live at the end of February. And if you hadn't seen that, that was around uh, promoting consent education in schools and it sparked this big discussion about sexual assault and on her Instagram there was a lot of people writing in, sharing their stories. Lots of them were very similar and obviously really concerning about 
people from our year of school, but younger and older as well, and just about this environment of sexual assault that goes on a lot at private schools uh, in Sydney, but then it also, you know, it went across the country, this petition. So that was, I remember being quite affected by that, reading all of those things coming through. Even just reading through all the anonymous submissions and just being like, huh, okay, yep, I know so many people who that could be about. And how a lot of, it just reminded me a lot of, like, I think the culture growing up in the eastern suburbs of Sydney by the beach and how easy it was for a lot of non-consensual touching and groping and was able to just kind of slide when you were younger. There wasn't enough conversation around that, definitely, when I was younger. So it was a really amazing thing that came out and... If you guys are interested in knowing more about it, you should follow Teach Us Consent on Instagram. That was a, yeah, that was a great thing to come from this year. And I'm really glad that you brought that one up, actually. The next, so we've got March. I'll quickly summarise March because Estelle hasn't watched either of these. But number one for me, my reality TV highlight of the year was that Maths, Married at First Sight, new season came out. If you didn't watch it, you really missed out. It was just fantastic. It's way better than The Bachelor now. I cannot wait for the 2022 new season. Fantastic. Cannot wait. The second thing that happened that was also great viewing was Megan and Harry's interview with Oprah. Um, Were you silent or were you silenced? The latter. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of thought pieces coming out at that time about how they they'd shamed the queen, and there was beef between Meghan and Kate, and all the, it was just blowing up. So that was that was a great time. That was really good escapism to just think about that for a while. And then Estelle, what happened in the YouTube world? Well, in the YouTube world, because that's where I dabble. That's the realm I dabble in. Infamous YouTuber David Dobrik was cancelled. If anyone doesn't know who David Dobrik is, he's really not that important, but he is someone that has such a high following and is known for his vlogs that he puts on YouTube of him and his crazy group of friends who do outrageous things in short amounts of time and get themselves into lots of trouble. And basically what happened was well there was a few things that happened with David Dobrik's group. One of the people in his vlog squad got seriously injured when David Dobrik spun one of them around via a crane in a lake and um I know just ridiculous but with that being said it's not just his fault you know it's the fault of everyone involved who's just desperate for the views desperate for the attention and will do these crazy things to try and get in his vlogs and boost their their social media followings it's all a game it's all numbers so that was one thing and then a big case came out between uh, an ex-vlog squad member who was accused of raping a girl but he sexually assaulted quite a few he was a bit of a creep and the night that it had happened had actually been put into a vlog and put online in one of David Dobrik's vlogs and it was made out that like yeah, Dom's just had a threesome with my friend. And Dom's like, so Dom 
His name was Dirty Dom. He's not a part of the blog squad anymore. And there was this vlog and, you know, he'd invited some girls over in the vlog and David's recorded it and he's come out of the room and he's like, oh, yeah, like, how was your threesome, blah, blah, blah. So it's this insinuated this night was caught on camera and put online for the world to watch, for millions to watch. And then it was revealed later that the girl was actually blackout drunk or one of the girls and she'd contacted Dirty Dom asking him to tell David to remove the video because she wasn't conscious and it's really traumatic for her. And it ended up sparking a big debate, a big online conversation. There were a lot of, you know, social media people that came on board and commentated on the thing and said that, you know, David Dobrik's a cult leader and he he just doesn't care about people's feelings and, you know, he hurts his friends and he's also conducted other videos, like prank videos where he's made, like, two of his friends make out without them being aware that they're making out with each other and there's a whole lack of consent and, like, pre-discussion that goes into, like, getting these authentic reactions And then it was revealed that he also just outcasted a lot of the people that spoke out against him. So it was, it was a good conversation to remind people that this, this life and this way of living isn't real and you can't actually get away with doing these things in real life. Strange, you know? We have breaking news from Buckingham Palace this morning. uh, Prince Philip, the husband of Queen Elizabeth, the Duke of Edinburgh, a fixture of British life for decades, has passed away at the age of 99, just weeks before his 100th birthday. April. Prince Philip. (laughs) Prince Philip dies. I remember where I was. Maybe in reaction to the Meghan and Harry video. I mean, we don't know. It was a big shock. So he was called out as a racist. So, you know. Okay, then May, you've got RuPaul's Drag Race comes down under. I did not watch it, so you tell me how it was. It was shit house. Like, it was shit. It was the first Australian season, um, and it included Australian Australia and New Zealand, and it was filmed in New Zealand because of the lockdown. It's not uncommon knowledge that that season failed I didn't end up even finishing the season because I really struggled to engage with it yeah it was just a shame because obviously we've got so many talented drag queens here in Australia and it didn't exactly bring the best name or the best focus to Australian drag queens Mm. Um, and I just hope that they get another chance and do it right the next time around you know why I vote for Joe Biden because he's because of uh, Michael Keaton. No, he quoted Hamilton. Oh, Did you see that? Done, done and done. We hold no. these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. Oh, you. <laughs> he said that in his speech. Oh my god. The debates. You know what that's from? Hamilton. And then in June, there's some more YouTube slash podcasting beef. Do you want to quickly explain that? Iconic podcast frenemies. Done. Finally out i mean look i loved it while it lasted if anyone doesn't know what it is frenemies was podcast between trisha paytas iconic but also terribly problematic person on youtube as well as ethan klein from h3h3 productions um they banded together made a podcast that lasted for 
less than a year that really documented a weird relationship, friendship that ended up turning into a like actual family relationship when Ethan's wife, Hila, her brother, Moses, and Trisha got married. Yeah. So there was all this random YouTube drama between them. Well, they walked out because Trisha had her issues with the show. She thought that she didn't have enough input. And it was a shame because it was a great show. And now they absolutely despise each other. And they didn't go to Trisha's wedding in December. Ooh. And Trisha's out there posting weird, fetishized Jewish content so on weird. They are not okay. Anyway, so that was the month that that show came to an end. And if you didn't ever listen to the Frenemies podcast, I recommend you go back and listen to it from number one because it's iconic and of its time. July. We had the Olympics, which I remember when it started it was a little perk because we, I think we were in lockdown by then in July. Yeah, so, definitely. Yeah, I remember in my share house, it was a massive thing. We were having so much fun watching the Olympics. My personal favourite was the swimming. The Australian women just absolutely dominated and it was so good to watch. I was so excited to watch that every night. Absolute highlight, though, was Ariane Titmus winning the 200-metre final against Katie Ledecky and then the video that surfaced of her coach celebrating after the win. Did you see this, Estelle? Oh, no. I'll put it on the Instagram. It is so funny. And just, like, the clashing cultures of this absolutely insane Australian man, like, running around, just, like, cheering. And all yeah. the people who are working at the Olympics, these, like, small Japanese women in masks trying to, like, run around and, like, stop him from celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't being COVID safe. Oh. <laughs> just running around so excited I loved watching that I just that made my week but no I loved the skateboarding the skateboarding was my favorite part of the Olympics because obviously that was new and it was sexy oh my god it's just sexy like the guys and the girls they were a lie as fuck They're sexy. I loved like watching it from my couch at home and after this was with any sport but especially the more niche ones, once you'd watched a few heats and you'd sort of got your head around how the judging worked, sitting there from my couch being like, oh, that wasn't very good. Oh, mm. I need to do that again, I think. Mm. Just watching them go hit that ramp and then just praying that they'll land. <laughs> and when they don't, just the disappointment yeah. and the sadness. Then in August, we had more in global affairs the u.s officially left afghanistan and afghanistan fell to the taliban in over 10 days or just under 10 days which was super depressing and i remember that image coming out of the plane taking out of kabul and all the people like strapping themselves to the plane because they were so desperate to get out that was just incredibly depressing the final departure of the US military after 20 years and their Taliban adversaries celebrate across Kabul. From multiple guns of all sizes and description, automatic gunfire lit up the night sky in a rolling thunder. In a lot lighter news, we launched Bitch Fest. <laughs> so that's what happened in August. 
yeah. big success. So that was exciting and gave us something to do during the lockdown. And we, just like on a more general note, have been so overwhelmed and excited about the amount of people that have contributed to Bitchfest in the very small amount of time that we've had the site. So, yeah, shout-outs to everyone throughout the year who came on board and helped us out. Really appreciate it. I think what really surprised us well, and what was really amazing was how many people were willing to get involved and willing to write things and share their stories and take the time that they had in lockdown because I think ultimately this was something that came out of being in lockdown and us having all these thoughts and emotions that we wanted to put somewhere and we didn't have anywhere to put it and Liv and I had been talking we've had chats for a while Liv's mum has been a big shout out to Sophia for telling us to write about it and then we finally did write about it so and that happened at the start of the year that's that new year's last year was where ideas were formulated so it really is it's come full circle it was a full circle moment I spent new year's last year with Liv in the blue mountains with her family and it was so nice and so chill and we just shared like stories about life and like our thoughts and opinions and Liv's mum the whole time was like, you girls need to write about it. You need to write about this. And look where it took us. Yep, 2021, yeah. our motto was hashtag write about it. Yeah. I'm proud of us. We manifested that shit, boo. <laughs> like this is just a reminder that if anyone wants to contribute anything or wants to take on more of like a permanent role within Bitchfest, we're always looking for new writers or people to help us manage the website and the social media and stuff. So if you're interested... So if that's like something that you're interested in, if you're studying journalism or you're like good with social media or website stuff or graphic design, any of that stuff grabs your interests, then let us know. Okay, September, let's get back into it. September was a Kardashian month. Who who I dislike. But... I found this so funny. So it was the Met Gala, which I'm not a massive fashion person, so this doesn't really excite me that much. And the theme was shit. It was like American designers or something. And also the people who were invited were so fucking random as well. Yeah, like, it was just rogue. Big Emilio and it was, yeah, it was just a bit of a shit show, wasn't it? A bit random. However, something that I found very funny was that Kim Kardashian, if you didn't see, basically wore this like one piece black sock. And when this was all going on, my sister and I were talking about it over FaceTime. My sister was in Sydney with my mum. I was in Canberra. And my mum perked up in the FaceTime and said, oh, I thought she was wearing a burqa in a show of solidarity with the women of Afghanistan in these troubling times. (laughs) Just started laughing and I was like, Mum, Kim Kardashian would never. I'm not sure that she's aware of what's going on in Afghanistan, but I love that my mum thought that it was a political move from Kim Kardashian. Just fantastic. Who knows? Maybe she had like a bunch of work done or something and she was keeping her face covered so that who knows? Who gives a shit? (laughs) And that leads us to our next point. Keeping up with the Kardashians was finally revealed to be its last season, which... Thank you. Thank you. I'm Which so grateful. wasn't even true, though. They're just moving to a different network. There's, there's a new season oh, coming. Oh, really? 
Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my little sister told me she knows all this shit, but, yeah, they, yeah, not even worth talking about. No, nah, let's move along. Yeah, fuck them. So, 2nd of October, we're deep into the pandemic at this time. Sydney's cases, are well, New South Wales cases are going up, not as much as they are now, but at the time it seemed like a lot. And yeah. this was pre, oh, this was like everyone was sort of getting their vaccines at this point. This is early October. And Gladys Berejiklian resigns from state politics. See you later, Gladys. There was a lot of chat about that. Hashtag blazes out for Gladys. And that was, that was a big moment. That was a big moment in state politics. Well, I've already got you. The, I've already got you the Wagga Hospital. But they, like, they should have done it. I know. I why did they? Dom. Why did I just spoke to Dom and I said, just put the 140 in the budget. He goes, no worries. He just does what I ask him to. Because I've, I've now got you the 170 million in five minutes. You can at least get a few hundred thousand from Brad. Just keep texting him. November. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, big big month, big month, big month for like pop culture and music. Oh yeah, yeah. So I've got first off that. Taylor Swift dropped her 10-minute version of All Too Well and also her, like, re-recorded version of Red, which I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but Red has a chokehold on me like nothing else. It was an iconic album, still is an iconic album, and I did watch All Too Well music video several times. But anyway, moving on. Moving on to bigger news. Britney Spears' conservatorship <laughs> ended in November and it was huge. It was a big moment. It was amazing. It's exciting. Britney Spears is free. She's killing it. She's living. She's laughing. She's loving. She's posting her TikTok. She's posting her Instagram video. She's twirling. Yeah, she's just going, she's going balls to the wall and we love it. And she's calling Christina Aguilera out on Instagram. She's just living her life. The next thing we've got is that Adele released her new album, 30, which I have to admit I've only listened to it once. I just did a, just did a brief, brief listen, but I've heard it's quite good. I don't know a lot about it, except that it's about her divorce. There's been a lot of press about her. Oh, there was a big scandal because there was a guy, big journalist guy from Channel 7. I don't know if you heard about this, Estelle who when she was doing the press release for her album, they only allowed for one interview to be held with one Australian journalist to, like, represent the whole of Australia. So this guy went over to London to interview her and when they did the interview, it became immediately apparent to Adele that this man had not listened to the album and he was in charge of interviewing her. Oh, God. And so he had to release this big apology and now maybe Adele hates Australia because we were so poorly represented. I mean, just listen to it on the flight over. Just pop your head. It is literally your job. It is literally your job. Do your research. You failed. Why was this man in charge? Why was he given this duty? Because clearly he could not do it. Moving on, December. Here we are, lads. Yeah, here we are. There's had a there's been a few things. Uh, obviously, Omicron really not loving those vibes hit me. I'm still I wouldn't say suffering, but 
I'm we still hoping everyone. Yeah, send I have her. Well, she's on that way out. She's tested negative this morning, so hot girl summer's back. But yes, I still have COVID technically. Such a shame, but also killing it. Killing it. Uh, Omicron has swept as of today. There was 11,000 new cases in New South Wales. We love that. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a big cabinet meeting going on tonight to discuss what the plan is for the rest of the country in terms of dealing with Omicron. So looking forward to that. I'm sure we'll know by the time this comes out on New Year's Eve. Because I think everyone's been in close contact this Christmas. Yeah, everyone's Um, in lockdown. Yeah, Uh, no one's safe for better or for worse. Get vaccinated, bitches, because she's out there. Omicron, she's doing Yeah, get, get your boosters as well. I don't think I have get to your boosters for a while. Yeah. One more thing is that season two of Bump has just come out. I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm really excited. But I devoured season one in like a day when it came out. It came out 31st of December last year. If you haven't seen Bump, it's all set in Glebe in Sydney and follows the story of a girl who doesn't know that she's pregnant until she's delivering a baby at school, pretty much. It was filmed at my old high school. Oh, yeah, at Black Bottle. Black Bottle represent bitches, Sydney Secondary College. Yeah, so it's got Claudia Carvin in it. It's got all these big uh, Australian actors and the actors that are our age are all really fantastic. Great show. And if you're interested in Bump, there's new music in season two that is done by a local Sydney artist called Joffy. And we've got a girl called Charlotte Robertson who is interviewing Joffy in one of our latest articles. So if you're interested in that, check it out on the BitchFest website. Otherwise, that pretty much wraps up our 2021 recap. Apart from one very important thing, which I mentioned before, is that Trisha Paytas got married in December and they walked down the aisle to the Black Parade by My Chemical Romance and in a black wedding dress. And that is all I need to say about that. That's 2021 just wrapped up in one single sentence. That's it. We don't need anything else. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If we've left out any other hilarious 2021 anecdotes, please let us know on our Instagram at 1800bitchfest. Yeah. We made this because uh, we, we feel like there will probably be a few people stuck in lockdown over New Year's, so we hope that this has provided you with some level of comfort and companionship during this time because it, it do be a bit stressful right now, but... We're getting through. Yeah, totally. And, yeah, just wanted to say again, really appreciate all the support for BitchFest over the year or half of the year. It's been awesome to know that there's heaps of like-minded people who are interested in similar things that we are and we've had so many great contributors to the website. So, yeah, thanks, everyone, so much. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> you said, son, when you grow up, would you be the savior of the broken, the beaten, and the damned? He said, will you defeat them, your demons, and all the non believers, the plans that they have made? 
someday. 